guys, beer, sports. Join Sean and Brad as they talk about sports and share a beer. From the east coast of Canada to the west coast of the United States. Over to you boys. What's up, everybody? Guys, Beer Sports back again. How are you? Sean and Brad, oh, man. bringing it to you. Here we are. We were, uh, we probably spent too much time in the green room today, and you guys will get to see some of that content because here we are. So apologies in advance if we bring up some other stuff that doesn't make sense because we've been talking, uh, and it started to get uh, chippy, as it normally does, because, you know, Sean loves to bring nationalism into it and try to say some things, but... You know, not nationalism, saying, man. Toronto doesn't have the right sporting gear or what. I mean, it's, <laughs> it's all silly. Uh, before we get it back into those things, I want to say give a big shout out to our sponsors, Bodega Brawl. Sean, I see you got your t-shirt. I saw your half-ass kick to try to promote it, but they liked it, so it's all good. Uh, sometimes Sean's run ads without my knowledge, but it's all good. It's okay. And uh, also Flyers Brewery here, uh, corner of Highway 20 and Whidbey. Get a burger, get a prime rib dip. Most importantly, get a beer. Uh, thanks to Tony and our friends for always being so great. Yeah. Hey, smooth my balls. Remember, all your manscaping needs are right there. www.smoothmyballs backslash guysbeersports.com to get yourself 15% off. Go ahead, use it. Don't be afraid. Hey, it's final season. You still got to have smooth ones, kids. There you PSA. go. Sean, how are you? I'm excellent, man. Fall is in full effect now, isn't it? Yeah. Like summer it is looks gone. Like you finally put a t-shirt on, so we're uh, well, there. We are. I mean, you got your jewelry on. back on too. You got two yeah, rings on. two rings, two, two rings. rings, a necklace. <laughs> Next week, Sean will be debuting his earrings. Uh, back again from the mid '90s. I was thinking about the uh, one earring there, but I figured, nah, nah, we'll just leave it at that. That's just too much work. Too much yeah. work. Yeah. Um, this week we have a special guest, Mr. John Foster from the, uh, flight league Atlantic is here talking about their plight, getting their show on the road in these COVID times and all those things. So we'll be back, uh, after that interview shortly. Hey everybody, guys, beer sports, listen, super excited to have John Foster on with us here. He is the co-founder of Fight League Atlantic. We talked to Derek last, uh, almost a month ago there. And we have uh, Mr. Foster, John on. Uh, John was a fighter. Um, We'll talk about that, John, there. Why don't you say hi? Hey. How you doing? (laughs) (laughs) Pretty easy going there. Man, I I would say that you're a black belt as well, John. I mean, that's that's impressive. That's a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu. Yep. So we got yeah, to call Black you Bell Professor Alexi Pickerel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. man, Professor, Professor John. Yeah, yeah, John. Um, I'm sure by you coming up and fighting as well that you have to have a whole new respect as well. Looking at these young guys that are being that are joining your organization and trying mm-hmm. to cut their teeth in the uh, fight game. Um, how does that How does that help with your relationship with with these guys? just haven't been through it all. You know, it's the same with my students. I think, you know, even though my fighting career was short, it uh, gave me that perspective. I've been through the entire process multiple times, you know, getting a fight, training for a fight, walking down, you know, doing the weigh-ins, making the walk, fighting, losing, winning, cornering, the whole nine yards. I've basically at least experienced at some level, every part of it, right? So, you know, when someone new is coming up and, and they're just starting out, and I, I remember what it was like to, to be that guy asking questions and wondering how to make things happen and what I should be doing and that. it, uh, Yeah, man, it, it's all valuable perspective. Um, I mean, one of the things for sure uh, that came out of it is I would never push anybody to fight. You know what I mean? If someone was reluctant to fight, then don't fight is you know it's that simple um is that is that a common is that a common thing to happen usually or have someone be pushed into a fight pushed into a fight or just last minute change your mind on a fight i've seen it happen at uh 
at the medical exam before a fight, I've seen guys walk away, um, come up with an issue, you know, Oh, how are you doing? Well, you know, I'm not so good. Well, your fight's off. You know, it's, it's that simple. Like wow. the doctors and the referees and that they have to be trained because no one wants to admit they don't want to fight. Right. So if you come up with some nonsense excuse, um, last second, then you probably shouldn't be in there, but you know, it's one of those things like to be a good fighter and, you know, to reach a high level, like you really got to want it. You really got to want it. And if you don't, you're just not going to put the effort in that's required to do it. Not just, uh, effectively, but safely as well. Um, right. going in unprepared or going in out of shape could, could potentially get you, uh, get you hurt. Right. So, right. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was looking at pictures of you there, buddy. Uh, when you were doing some of your fighting, uh, fighting days there, and you looked like you were shredded. So, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish, man. I, you know, <laughs> I'd love to be in that kind of shape again. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. But it was, it was one of the biggest things I found coming up. You know, the first fight you go in and you think you're in shape and you learn something. You know, you're not. And then the next fight was in better shape, and so on and so so forth. And you know, by the end of it, it would be nothing for me to do 10, five minute rounds in the gym, switching guys every couple of minutes and then go and go and go the whole time. Because it's like, I tell all my guys now, like the only thing you really have control of when you're fighting is your conditioning and your cardio. And if you're so tired that if you're resting instead of moving forward or you're resting instead of defending yourself and, you know, you don't care if you're getting hit, like it's just a recipe for disaster. So take control of the one thing like you can get in there and anything could happen right george right. masterdell runs across the cage and easy in the face in three seconds greatest athlete in the world doesn't matter things happen but no, i'm not saying Askren is the greatest athlete in the world by any means but you know what i'm saying <laughs> if you've got control of your conditioning that's not what you want to be slacking on right right you know so yeah absolutely man when i when i did it i did it to the best of my ability and when that wasn't going to happen uh anymore i i stopped fighting so when you stop fighting if you if you don't mind just going into your journey with derek in order to start the fight league atlantic here because uh, uh it sounds amazing that a fighter ends up coming over and starting something from scratch in really a a province that is not i mean it's known for boxing but not so much for mma and so here you are, you're starting a product and, and I just want to hear that story about that. Yeah. I mean, me and Derek were both part of the jujitsu scene as well. Like I've run, I've ran a school of biomix martial arts for Frig 12, 13 years, maybe now I've been running my own wow. academy. So, um, been doing that i ran jiu-jitsu tournaments the Abaya open uh ended up becoming the biggest tournament in atlanta canada derek would run his shows as well he was doing the submission series um pay-per-view shows as well as his own tournaments chokes by the ocean and we basically ran the largest tournaments in atlanta canada um for a few years uh, we we just we built up a massive jiu-jitsu scene we'd have like 250 um athletes at, at all of our tournaments but we always worked together well we never worked together but we touched base and we even bought <laughs> tablecloth covers at one point with his logo on one side and my logo on the other and we just trade them back and forth for our tournaments so we worked you know together um kind of across from you know doing these tournaments for years and then i guess it was two and a half years ago or so now um I was just kind of done with the jiu-jitsu tournament scene. He was as well. And it felt like it was a good time to get into mixed martial arts, something I'd wanted to do before. I'd actually talked with another gentleman years ago. We had, we had started moving in the direction of starting a promotion, decided not to move ahead with it, but it's something I wanted to do forever. The time was right. So I called Derek and he didn't get back to me right away. He got back to me a couple of days later. He was, uh, he was predisposed at the time, but mm. he, uh, he said, I said, Hey man, like, you know, we always kind of work closely together or well together, uh, in the context we did, what do you think about starting a promotion? And he misunderstood me. He goes, Oh man, I'm already starting one actually. So you do whatever you want, but just, you know, being completely honest, I'm, I'm starting one as well. I said, no, man, I want to work with you on it. <laughs> he's like, Oh man, awesome. So 
you know, basically right away, we were both on the same page where, where uh, there was three of us in the very beginning. Uh, one gentleman dropped off very early on. It just wasn't going to work out for his, mm-hmm. his, uh, his scheduling and that. So me and Derek, 50-50. Uh, about two years ago now, we started more than two years ago now. We started building Fight League and, and structured the company and started talking to athletes and doing all that stuff. And then did our first show last February, FLA right. 1 at the Truro Rec. And it was an awesome show. And the fighters all did awesome. Um, and everything went really well. And we had a lot of momentum behind us. And then the next month, everything got shut down for COVID. So in a nutshell, that's how FLA was born. We did our show. We got shut down. Since the time of our first show, we have attempted to do three more MMA shows. Um, the first two never made it to sanctioning. You know, we were doing matchups and we were doing a few other things and sounded like things were going to be good. We wrote these massive reopening plans that dictate, you know, the, the movement of traffic through the, through the venues and how people are grouped and how things are, are seated for distance and all, all the other, you know, distancing uh, restrictions, you know protocols for temperatures and all this other stuff anyway they never made it very far this last one that was supposed to happen this saturday um we were actually sanctioned for we paid our sanctioning fee and and, uh got our letter you know our signed letter saying we were good to go for 25th and then about 10 days later they shut down everything for the whole province till next year so we uh we did grappling shows throughout the summer we did our Mm kumites um we can operate. Bruce, I have to okay, say, we... those Kumites were exciting. I've been watching a few of those there, and nice. they're just unbelievable to watch. If you yeah. ever have a chance, go to their YouTube and Fight League Atlantic, have a look at these Kumites. Unbelievable competition. So, yeah, I'm sorry. I just want to interject that there because yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really all, good stuff. Good. Yeah, they were they were great. You know, it obviously, it was something we could do while we were shut down because it's outside of the, uh, the commission there. Um, we still ran, you know, with very tight COVID protocols, with limited capacity in the building, limited staff, everything else. And, and you know, fortunately, we did three events and had zero issues come from it. Um, it was a way to carry our brand forward on, on a smaller scale and, and do that and give these guys something to compete in. It gave our whole crew basically practice on the shows. And uh, it was a good way to, to kind of bridge the gap we've been dealing with so you know it was supposed to be this fall we were going to do two shows in nova scotia both of them were booked one of them was sanctioned that's gone now but uh fortunately for us the you know the the commission in new brunswick um especially like a denny Legere there he uh basically reached out and they were they were more than happy to have us move to new brunswick so. right you know, it's it's funny because like you know we were talking about this commission shutdown in in uh, Nova Scotia. I, I heard about it and it was a few days after Derek was on our podcast, and then I saw the CBC interviewing you guys there as well mm-hmm. about this. Which I mean, I just thought what a trivial thing when you already have everything ready to go and everything is opening up. They're talking about passports, COVID passports. They're talking about all these different things uh moosehead games you could have people in there what in the world yeah Yeah, like what in the world happened here that they're just singling you guys out for this from the commission Mm -hmm. trying to state something it was almost like a ludicrous argument when you're seeing all this happening for sure it is and and the issue we're having is we're we're basically in a stranglehold with these gentlemen that run the commission you know we can't operate without them and if they choose, like the first couple of times, it was, oh, the referees don't feel safe. And, oh, this doesn't feel safe. You know, and now this time they're talking about how they're preventing a COVID outbreak or something that may never happen. It's, it's entirely speculation, right? And so they canned everything based on their own in-house decision. Um, took, the, took the promotions that were spending money and, and time and planning things for the fall in Nova Scotia and just cut the legs out from all of us. Um, 100% based on their own decision. Now, I mean, since we've been interviewed, they've been interviewed as well. And, you know, they're, I mean, they must have wrote their answer. A politician must have written their answer, but, you know, they just go on about, well, what if yep. a doctor was exposed? And if a politician doctor gets or it, lawyer. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. So they, you know, they've been running, that's their, 
that's their, you know, their stance on it. Well, what if we got someone sick that had thousands of patients? And I mean, I guess my first question to that would be, why isn't your doctor vaccinated? I mean, you're forcing all of our staff, all of our athletes to be double vaxxed. And you're telling me you guys aren't safe. Why aren't you vaccinated? Like, so it's a, it's a bit of a bullshit excuse, but it is what it is. And we have no choice, but to put it off in Nova Scotia and definitely like, I don't know. No, there's something interesting that I was New reading about. a treat to work with, I will say, just to put it. It opened up pretty quick there. I, I mean, uh, I remember when I was leaving Nova Scotia, Halifax here, uh, in order to be, uh, I'm in the military, so I got posted out here to Toronto. Okay. And I remember going through New Brunswick, and it was pretty much, yeah, masks are off, they were ready to go. I think the masks are probably back on, but at least they seemed a little bit more uh, open to doing business, opening up their their establishments and trying to get the economy going again mm-hmm. so when i heard that you guys were going to be dealing with them i thought oh this is great they're gonna they're gonna get something going i can't yeah. believe it took it, it it was quick it was quick i mean literally it, it had was, to be yeah yeah it, How about it, was that? A, it was a scramble for a couple of weeks finding a venue was tricky like we even thought we were locked onto a venue a couple of times and then something would come up a couple of days later and it would fall through uh, so fortunate to be um, into the Moncton Coliseum for October 16th. We are, I mean, we're in the process now of getting everyone licensed and, and things are back on track and we're starting to, you know, pay our sanctioning fees and stuff again. But uh, yeah, it was two weeks of just kind of go, go, go. And, you know, chatting with the commission and, and Derek was doing interviews to get our permit for our license and, and all these different things that had to be done. Um, but yeah, I mean, Denny and the commission put their extra time in and called emergency meetings and, and did all the things on their end that, that had to be done to get us caught up to speed on their process and, and uh, all the other pieces of the puzzle. And, and now we're, you know, full steam ahead, hundred percent, October 16th. We're just trying to figure out how we're going to get tickets on sale now through the venue and make that happen. So trying to make up time. How much of a headache is that with people that would have purchased tickets for the September 25th event? Well, we had already sold six, 700 tickets, right? So they were all refunded. Um, Yeah. So they were all refunded, you know, the tables and the refund and everything else. So yeah, it was a bit of a headache. Luckily we used ticket pro and they were able to do the refunds on the tickets. We just had to handle a small, small portion of that uh, in house, but now this is the issue we're having with New Brunswick is trying to find a, a ticket provider that we can work with at this particular venue. Um, so, I mean, it's day by day. There's always something right. the next day that we go, okay, now we got to figure out this. Now we got to figure out this, but it is coming together and it is looking like it's going to be, you know, a killer show. Like there is, there is restrictions in place that we have to live with like the double vax um, right. for ticket purchases, uh, social distancing still for the seating. We're going to be selling them in uh in like sections, you know, four seats, two seats, three seats, two seats. Smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, and, and then that was a big thing that the commission in New Brunswick said, like, because we've been writing these reopening plans for the venues we've been talking to all along, the thing's at 23 or 26 pages or something now. But when they took that, like events Nova Scotia had approved it for Nova Scotia, we tweaked it for the Coliseum and now they have it in New Brunswick. And when they took a look at our plan and saw the, the, the the uh, the guidelines we've had in place and the protocols they approved it right away unanimous right, right. so yeah it's it's kind of silly that we got canceled here but it's people that I just think yeah because like you know a new government came in like a conservative government came into power over there in Nova Scotia yeah and I just think that there's a lot of fear mongering that's happening I'm not saying that this is not a pandemic or something like that but there is a lot of fear-mongering that's happening with this pandemic mm-hmm. and i mean if you're getting your vaccinations you're you're taking your proper protocols in order to you know keep your mask on wash your hands you know don't lick doorknobs do stuff like that you're, yeah. you should be okay right i mean and a lot of these people when they end up uh contracting this this uh virus it's usually to do, like they're usually asymptomatic so mm-hmm. really, i mean like nobody really understands what's going on so the very fact that you guys because i remember derek saying that you guys were having your fighters having to be double vax which had to have been that had to have been a hard sell for some of these fighters in order to come in there well and yeah and, and 
you know, letting them or getting them to understand that it's not our decision that you have to be double vaxxed. It's the commission's requirement. And we lost a bunch of potential fighters um, because of it as well. There was like, no, we're not going to do this. So there is a lot of that out there. You know, it seems like fighters are definitely, or people like, I guess in our business that, uh, that aren't vaccinated or don't want to be vaccinated. They don't want to put something foreign into their body that they're not sure what it's going to do. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's just a lot of people that are misinformed, I think, or. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you want to get me started on vaccines. I'm in the gym business as well. So. <laughs> so some of the religious beliefs that are out there, people don't believe in this. And mm. that's got to be something that you have to fight against as well. It's like, how badly do you want to fight? How badly do you want to get in there and do this? Do you, you know, and so. Well, then, it, it, yeah, I mean, the ball's in their court. Like, I would yeah. never force somebody to get a vaccine. I just, to me, it doesn't seem right. You know what I mean? If if yeah it's it's up to you you roll the dice on on you know if a wave blows through you're gonna get sick or or not i mean that's that's your choice but right but yeah it's it's one of those things i mean if you want to fight well that's what you got to do you got to get a double vaccine for COVID 19 to protect everybody else whatever same reason you need to get a optometrist exam same reason you need to get a EKG, same reason you need to get infectious disease blood work. Make sure you don't give anybody herpes or something. Like it's it's all there. Everybody has to do it. If it's not if that's too much for you, then fuck off and play soccer. <laughs> I just can't believe I can't believe that you have to be the bearer of bad news on this as well. That you know, oh, it's, a, it's the most difficult thing in order to come out there and say, listen, this is what you gotta do. You really have no control over it. You're just doing what we're, is we're, being demanded yeah, of you. Yeah, exactly. We're held. This is what, like, if we don't meet all the requirements and have all the fighters on our card meet all the requirements, it doesn't happen. It's that simple. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's fighting. And even though statistically it's a lot safer than a lot of other sports that don't require any medicals to play or, you know, but they're more popular, the more mainstream fighting is often misunderstood. Um, so we're held to a higher standard than pretty much anyone else, I would say, as far as the ridicule and the prejudice and just the strictness of the nature of the game, I guess, to make it a legitimate event, right? Right. Well, like I said, I mean, I've been seeing you guys on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, getting the message out there getting the venue changed. I'm really happy that this is all happening. Uh, John, why don't you give us uh, all the information of where to get tickets and also, wow, <laughs> where to get tickets and how to, uh, how to uh, also, because I understand you had a pay-per-view as well, like doing yeah, the pay-per-view so the, buys as well. Yeah, absolutely. We'll be, we'll be doing a pay-per-view and ticket sales. We are, working on the ticket venue right now that's the the big hurdle we're trying to get through this week um the venue had switched ticket providers so their system's being swapped and we're trying to figure out what we're what we're going to do um regards to box office and ticket sales so that should be sorted out early next week at the absolute latest we're we're really trying to get tickets back on sale because like we were for sale for the 25th we had sold a bunch they were refunded um and obviously time is ticking. So the ticket sales we're working on should be any day now. We'll make sure it's pushed out online, I guarantee. Um, and the same with the pay-per-view. And as soon as we know as well, you can always visit fightlegalantic.com and there'll be buy tickets and buy pay-per-view links as soon as that's in place. Uh, you've been a great sport there, John. Um, uh, again, you, John. everybody check out www.fightleagueatlantic.com. Check out uh, when the show is going to be. If you're in the Atlantic provinces, buy some tickets. Go check this out. Support these guys. This is great entertainment and probably great value for what you're going to be watching. These guys are hungry. They're going to put yeah. on a great show, I guarantee. I mean, we've seen a few of these guys in our other shows. Um, I mean, Drake Farrell coming off winning two of the Kumites over the summer. We're stoked to have him come in and make his MMA debut against Tarantini, who's another you know killer on the ground. We got the main event title fight between Joe Norsworthy and Hank Anderson. Um, 
two guys a little more experienced, two, two, uh, two heavyweights, right? And, and just a whole lineup of just awesome talent from around, man. And, and these guys have all been waiting forever to get the chance to fight, right? So everyone's <laughs> been training. Everyone's been working hard. They've got an extra three weeks now to just sharpen their skills, up their conditioning, um, hopefully not overtrain. And, and, you know, I guarantee we're going to bring, bring a great show. Like we work every time to not only produce a show with a high production vibe, but we want it to be seamless. And, and every show we do, we sit down afterwards and we talk about the things that went right and the things that went wrong and how we can improve and how we can add little things to our shows. And our goal is if we can ever get this thing running is to, is to build it into something substantial and really build a scene in Atlanta, Canada, where guys can, get the experience they need in MMA um, starting with an amateur career and then moving into a pro career to take it to the next level. Because I mean, there's a, there's a thousand guys that just never get the fights. The fights are canceled or fights don't exist, or you can't afford to go to the other side of the country to fight an amateur fight, you know, or whatever it may be. Opportunities need to exist. And uh, yeah, man, that, that's really it. Right. Perfect. Get out there. Check these guys out. FightLadyLanda.com. Good luck to you guys. John, let's have you back, uh, you and Derek, back on the show a little bit closer to uh, October 16th in order to uh, put the word out there, okay? Sounds good, Sean. I appreciate it, man. Like, every bit of support, the whole community has been super supportive um, through this whole thing, right? Like, when we when we shut our show down and moved it, everyone got it. You know, it wasn't uh, – it's been awesome. You know what I mean? Just, just to see that the people are out there and, and they want to see this happen. I think that, people want to see fights. Yeah. Damn right. They do, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's happening all over the place, but not here. And it needs to That's happen it. here. Yeah. All right. I'm looking forward to this. We'll, we'll talk soon there, John. Guaranteed, Sean. I appreciate it, buddy. All right. Man, Sean, great job. That, that was good. Thanks, John. We appreciate you. Come back anytime. Uh, we'd love to have you both on actually next time. So let's uh, let's see if we can set that up. That's exactly what I uh, was stating as well. I'd love to see both of them come out, especially before October 16th when their big event's going to be happening there. Um, it's just crazy when you think about some of these overreaching things that the commission was doing out there in Nova Scotia, just uh, giving you a right to have a fight and then taking it away, but not just from them. I mean, like everybody just saying that they're not going to do anything until 2022. Well, why spend all the money to do that, to give them that, and then yeah. just take it away? Absolute ridiculousness. Yeah. Thank you, New Brunswick. Thank you, New Brunswick. <laughs> fight. Excuse me. Yeah. Hey, go uh, go visit those boys over that finally Atlantic come. We sent you. Yeah. Share the love. <laughs> Let them know you appreciate what they're doing. We, you know, we appreciate what they're doing for the fight game, just for sports in general. So go see them and uh, we'll talk with them soon. Before we jump over to that, I just wanted to talk about uh, Kevin Kiermeyer and his dirty ass center fielder for the race. Whatever. That's not dirty. That's that's 100% inside baseball rules. What? Stealing people's. uh... You didn't steal it. He stole it. He picked it up. Your catch, it. The catcher clearly walked off without it. It was not important to your catcher. Oh, really? And then, of course, It wasn't Barucky. because he kept it. Yeah, then how come is it Borucki ends up getting ejected because they felt, they almost felt that, uh, that that was purposeful because they thought it was a retaliation from him stealing it. Yeah, because they're all in their feelings about like it's something, but the catcher should have protected that shit. The fact that you can't hold on to that and then you just walk away from it. You've seen the video? Yeah, I saw the he video. He sits there for a minute, he looks down and sees the picks up and goes. He didn't take it. He didn't steal it. Stealing implies that he removed it from someone else's place. Did he give it back to him? He did not. No. Did they ask for it back? <laughs> no. They didn't go over and ask for it back either. Yeah, yeah. They relied well, on the... They re, they wanted to rely on what? The umpire to walk over there and force them to give it back? Were we in right, middle right. school all playground? Right. What are we doing here? <laughs> The four, it was this grade four. You're like, oh, uh, you stole my snack cup that I left on the side over there by the slide. Wow. Like I said, in America, you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. So I was going to get into football, but I do want to talk about this this wild card race here in the American League. First off, 
I almost wish that the Blue Jays could go to the National League East because we'd be in the playoffs already. Uh, here we are fighting it out. There's four teams vying. John, is it, fair to, is it fair to say that you would rather be a starter on JV than the sixth man on varsity? I like what you're trying to say here. Um, I'm not going to bite on this one. No, I well, would I think, be. I, I'd I rather. I'd rather be a starter. Yeah, I'd rather be a starter. I don't think so because your opinions are. Oh, if we played in this other division, we'd already be winning. Nah. If you start on JV, you could score thirty. Or exactly, you can yeah, be competitive. Well, or you can be competitive and be the better team. This is competitive, but I mean, look, look, have a look. Okay, when's the last time Boston and New York? Time, when was the last time someone came out of the NL East and won this the championship? You're making me think. Because it has the only. No, no, the Atlanta Braves have won it. Are they are they in the NL East? They're in the East. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, Phillies won it back in 2012. They're in the East. Are you sure? Certain. Yeah. How certain are you? Oh, uh, 110% certain. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, know those two teams. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh yeah, look at that. Yeah. They've won it. Washington Nationals just won. Just won it just recently. So, I mean, there's a few. All right. Yeah. I stand down. All right. Thursday night game. Panthers, Texans. I don't know how it's not Carolina. I mean, Houston's playing better than anyone thinks they could. They're starting Davis Mills, a rookie at quarterback. That's right, because they lost Tyrod Taylor. Yeah, which is already one thing. But Carolina's defense is spectacular right now. Like, they are so good. Right, hands down, probably the best defense in football right now. I understand it's week going into week three, but huge improvement from last year. Um, and so, okay, I don't know Question. how it's not. How does Tyrod Taylor keep losing all these jobs from injuries? It's insane. Well, we'll see if he doesn't keep this one. That would be the kick, right? If he doesn't yeah. keep this one, but it sounds like he, you know, he's out a month. Who knows? That's it. I we mean, should stop that's... calling it Drew Bledsoe and start calling Tyrod Taylor. Right? Yeah. Oh, Baker gosh. Baker took his job first, right? That's Baker took his job in Cleveland. What about it in Buffalo? Who took his job in Buffalo? Well, Buffalo, they just ended up benching him. They put in uh, Peterman. And then Peterman threw five picks the first game. And then he, and came, he came back, back out. Yeah, they, And then we ended up playing with him in the postseason. But yeah. then they ended up letting him go because that's when we got yeah. Josh Allen. And then he yeah. went to Cleveland, right? And he went to Cleveland. That's correct. Yeah. And, and he, he lost the job to Baker. Yeah, yeah. yeah, Baker in Cleveland. Yeah. And, and then, then he lost the job in, uh, yeah. I was going to say LA, San Diego and Los LA, Angeles. Justin, yeah. yeah, to Justin Herbert. Yeah. So, what well, a freak thing, too, right? I mean, getting a pain injection and then puncturing his lung. Your, yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's not even it's like deflating your lung. It's way yeah. like, just. You know, crazy. Like, if you're me, you're like, oh, you got your lung punctured. You're like, oh, yeah, that sounds that sounds terrible. But like, when you know what a punctured lung is, and like, it's actually your lung deflating, like that's terrifying. Oh, I mean, you can't go out there and play. How can you? You're not getting the air. Sean, it's just like you couldn't do anything. I would imagine. No, no. You're, you're you got you got to like you're I don't even know the wind how out of yourself. You ever knocked the wind that's, out of yourself? completely different and that still sucks it's gotta <laughs> feel a lot yeah. like that but for a lot longer <laughs> yes exactly it you know you know uh, what i mean like absolutely not, crazy not good when i think about drew Brees playing with punctured lung yeah it's just crazy. Yeah, but yeah straight up straight up crazy um Tell yeah me again, I, I agree with you drew Brees didn't take any painkillers in that fight you know yeah i agree with you i think carolina is all over the cues too okay um, I, I agree with you on Thursday night. All right. The next game I have here on the docket, Kansas City Chiefs against Los Angeles Chargers. It's a bloodshed for Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah. I think Kansas City think is upset. Yeah, yep. I yep. And they're gonna they're gonna make an example out of uh the Chargers. Yeah, and they're at home. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Listen, folks, we don't necessarily facilitate gambling on this um, podcast, but if you're going to put some money down. That's the game. Kansas yeah. City might be the one. But it's a single-digit and, bet still. You should get there. Cause yeah. Kansas I think City it's going to be like, a lot. Yeah, like three scores. Kansas City by a lot. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're out to prove something. 
they're they're mad. They gotta be mad. I love Jim Harbaugh though, like asking Lamar Jackson if he wanted to go for it at the end. <laughs> like, what do you think the answer is gonna be? Yeah, yeah. Like, out of a hundred <laughs> times, how many times does Lamar say, "Now nah, I go ahead and kick it with the game on the line"? <laughs> Jim knew I, it. I bet you. Knew it. John knew what he was doing. Yeah, I bet you Lamar Jackson just felt. Like he just got that monkey off his back. He's like, I finally beat Kansas City. Yeah, it's, I think it, they both did, I and mean, that's what I mean. John was, you know, I just I love that about John. I don't know yeah. that I've ever felt more differently about two brothers than I feel about them. Uh, understandably so. <laughs> All right, so we were just talking about we preluded to it. Next one on the docket: Arizona Cardinals in Jacksonville. Arizona by a lot. Yeah. Man. And that hurts my feelings, folks. I hate Arizona. Like, Arizona's not a team that I would openly root for. But I also, my desire to not be wrong is stronger than my desire to. Yeah. Like, hate them. honestly, 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 where do you think Trevor Lawrence's um, confidence is at right now? It's got to be down in the gutters right now. I don't think he's ever seen this much adversity coming into the pros like this yeah i mean i yeah i'm sure that you know if the team has and i'm sure his agent has got him in touch with someone who's been in that environment you know i'm trying oh, to talk yeah. him through it he doesn't look shook they just aren't very good yeah it's it's unfortunate because like people i wouldn't are say it's, i mean i wouldn't say it's poor quarterback play would you say it's poor quarterback no play no no i wouldn't either no is that because uh, josh allen ranks behind him in most statistical categories We'll get to that. We'll get to that in a moment. This guy. You walked right into it, Sean. This guy. Yeah, right. I know. Taylor made. Right Taylor made. Man. How could you? Man. Bump set spike. Man. Man. <laughs> See, there's a warm cherry pie that looks like Josh Allen. I'll set some train tracks. You just wander right into it. I'll let you know, people. All right, what Brad Tesh thinks about Josh Allen is not um, what most people think about Josh Allen. So. By most people, Sean means people who are Buffalo. Bills. The rest of us <laughs> solidify. <laughs> and just statistics. I mean, statistics don't mean everything. Sometimes you gotta watch the game. <laughs> Listen, that first that first week it was terrible, but he, he it seemed to rate the shift there uh, this last week. So. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll get into it. 35 nothing. Ah. Yeah, exactly. Uh, okay. How Justin many defensive Fields. scores? How many defensive scores were there in that Miami game? It, there was quite a bit. I, I ended up getting quite a lot of points off my Buffalo defense. Yeah, so. yeah. 19. <laughs> on fantasy. Fact, 19. <laughs> we're counting at home. 19. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, Justin Fields, his debut is against, so on the Chicago Bears, against the Cleveland Browns in the dog pound. Yeah, rough start. Uh, interesting that Cleveland hasn't generated more of a pass rush, given what their vaunted front line looks like, but it might work to Mr. Fields' benefit. I don't know. Nick, Nick Chubb's been doing all right. It's just Kareem Hunt just hasn't been... I mean, I'm talking about the defensive line. They haven't generated much pressure, oh. right? And so Right, 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 to, right. You might have some time to throw. Um, yeah, Cream Hunt hasn't fully rounded into form yet, which is he's a pretty slow starter typically, anyway, right? Yeah, um, Jarvis Landry going down is a big deal. OBJ coming Huge. back, we'll see you know what that looks like. For Cleveland, um, yeah, I man, I like Chicago in this game to be honest with you. I can't I mean, put any defense to it other than just a gut, yeah, I can't, you know. Okay, I mean. Man, I mean, Justin Fields. This is talk about he's he's coming back to Ohio. You know what I mean? Like I know. I, maybe yeah. that's what it is. From there's just something about it that sits like it feels like the perfect storybook. Like it's a, it's a great game to watch. I think. What I would All love to know, what, and I'm gonna ask, I'll ask Jeremy, is how Cleveland fans feel about Justin Fields being there, and if he does right? well, if they'll like be proud. That's interesting. That's what, that's what we need to know. I wonder you if know, they would trade Justin Fields for Baker Mayfield straight up. Browns fans. Interesting. You think they would? So, I don't know. I mean, I'd ask you because you pretend to be a Browns fan, but we know you're not. I'm a part-time Browns fan <laughs> through marriage. <laughs> I don't know. It's 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 interesting. Like I'm about to cross sports here for a second. Okay. 
uh, allow me that. Um, That's Toronto Blue Jays for this podcast. But... Toronto Blue Jays were hosting Minnesota, and Josh Donaldson made his return to Toronto first time in like I think two years. And the people of Toronto just gave him a standing O, you know, the bat. And uh, he turned around, tipped his cap, right? Good things to do. But then that game, he hit two home runs. I don't know how many people still cheering for him after that. It was just like, oh. That's the thing. That's the question, right? You love the guy, but if he beats your team, do you still love him? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I think, I don't know. I mean, I have to say that people that are uh, Ohio State fans will be torn, right? Because if you're a Cleveland Browns fan, I mean, what happens if Justin Fields just torched your team? I don't know. Uh, I'm picking oh, Cleveland My experience this. is that Cleveland Browns fans are more Ohio State fans than they are Cleveland Browns fans. Maybe, maybe, you know. Uh, like I'm picking. Moment, I'm, but. Yeah, I'm. I'm picking Cleveland. I'm picking Cleveland by a field goal. Okay. Blink it's twice if Joe's pointing a gun at you right now. No. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next game, we're running. We're let's go. Keep moving. All right. Washington football team against the Buffalo Bills. So. Washington's walking out with a very highly vaulted win over the New York Giants. Oh, uh, barely, right? They squeaker. <laughs> they're not the squeakers. They're not pulling that one off against Buffalo. No. Buffalo wins by a lot. By a lot. Yeah, that Buffalo defense wins. is Buffalo wins in double digits. Yeah, by a lot. Josh Allen looking good, buddy. Don't he's listen gonna, to Brad. He's gonna write. He's gonna write the ship against the Washington football team defense. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Better hope Chase Young don't get all of them. Chase Young might Joe Burrow them. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing, though, is that they have such a good pass rush. Washington's defense. They do have a good pass rush. Yeah, their defense isn't slouches. That's for sure. No. Yeah. All right, Colts Titans. It's a battle of the Seattle opponents. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure. I'm sure if uh, Car- Carson Wentz is still going to play because he has two sprained ankles. Raise That's your hand exactly if ever... what just came to my head right now. He just sprained both his ankles. Raise your hand if you ever heard of a player having two sprained ankles. I don't understand how Carson Wentz still has a job in the, the NFL. The funniest thing to me was today was one's a high ankle sprain and one's a low ankle sprain. So they're not even the same sprain. They're two different sprains. That guy is so injury-prone. So injury-prone. Carson Wentz had three ankles. He'd sprain that one, too. (laughs) Two sprays and a groin sprain. (laughs) I'm sorry. Uh, He also has a hangnail on his non-throwing ring finger, so he's going to be out for three weeks. Anyway. (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm Uh, supposed to be objective. Yeah, after Tennessee, well, it is objective. After Tennessee had a real clunker in week one, they really seemed to have hit their stride, and that's not as because they beat my team at home. They legitimately looked really good. Um, mm-hmm. And so I think that they run all over. And I mean, run. That, yeah. Man, they are, that's, um, yeah. Those are grown. The Colts are in trouble. Line. Yep. They are flailing. They were the, you know, the cute pick to start the season, the mm-hmm. AFC darling, and they are not living up to that bill. So, mm-hmm. again, a lot of football that we played. But mm-hmm. man, early returns, not great. Tennessee by oh. a couple. Yeah. And by All right, then the brings couple touchdowns. Yeah. Brings me to the Patriots and the Saints. Yeah, I don't know that you love what you've seen from New Orleans. I'm gonna say that, not, right? Like Jameis Winston won his first game, second game. Not so great. Uh I don't know. And New England, they they got nothing to lose. Like, yeah. I have everything to lose, actually. New England? No, oh, yeah, they've got to be primed in going into next week. You know what next week is? Oh yeah, <laughs> return to the Tommy. That's right. That's the Tommy right. and Gronk show is going to yeah. show up in New England wearing different colors. They got to be. I think New England comes in and sets the tone, and they go by a lot. I think, man, New England looks tough. I would be terrified as I, if my team was in the AFC. The defense is back. Yes. They are not, man, they are not playing around on defense. Mac Jones looks like a capable starter. Old Joshy yeah. boys, we like to call him Josh McDowell, the offensive coordinator for New England, says that uh, you know, they do not have any qualms with the playbook with you know, Mac Jones even being a rookie. He looks serviceable. 
we're starting to get healthy. You know, they're a fumble away from being undefeated. And <laughs> I think they're formidable. I think it's New England. I think I that's do too. news of every game. I think that they didn't jump all over New Orleans early. So. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm going to say by three touchdowns as well. Uh, Woo! Three's a yeah, lot. Three, you three, right. Three's a lot. Yeah. All right. Giants Falcons, the garbage bowl is happening on week three. Uh, <laughs> I like Atlanta to get their first win. Really? I'm going with Daniel Jones. I just feel bad for him. I think I think he gets he played a great game against Washington. He got robbed by the refs, as far as I'm concerned. He got robbed uh, by Darius Slayton dropping that touchdown pass. We got that robbed too. by him. <laughs> So I'm going to pick New York. I'm going to pick it to be another field goal. Like, it's going to be a close game. It's going to be a close uh, game. Yeah, it's a close game. Right? I, I'm still going to stick with Atlanta, but I'm not mad at your Giants pick. Yeah. All right, we got Steelers, Bengals, in Pittsburgh. Yeah, a lot to be known still about Roethlisberger's chest. And that's a bigger deal than people are letting on. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cincinnati looked Going hot. For- yeah. yeah, Joey Burrows I, did not look great. I like Cincinnati to set Pittsburgh back another step. To be honest, to be fair, right now. I think for his confidence, for Joe Burrow's confidence, he has to come out and play a really good game because he didn't look that great in the last one. So, yeah, yeah uh, I'm, I'm going to pick again. It's going to be one it's score. Close. Yeah, it's a closer game than you're going to yeah. let on, but uh, I think Cincinnati wins another. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm with you. All right, Ravens and Detroit Lions. So they're playing in Detroit, and I think it's another loss. Well, this is going to be a sniper for you. I'm also taking Baltimore. <laughs> it's gonna be a loss. I think, you know, Baltimore is riding the high from last week, and sometimes that's you know a way to get caught. But uh, they're too disciplined for that. They don't they don't play down to Detroit's level. I think they come out swinging. You know, there's some things to be built on in Detroit. You know, there's some there's some bright sides, but it's gonna take Dan Campbell another year or two to get the people he wants in there to play his kind of football. And they don't. Yeah. They don't that roster is not built for that. You think that Jared Goff is still feeling? the after effects after hearing that like his old team never even made contact with him in the offseason before the trade you know never that him uh, Jared Goff is 0-9 in his career when his coach is not Sean McVay when his coach is not Sean McVay yeah so he has not won an NFL game if his coach was not Sean McVay that's crazy man because yeah that's a crazy start with and they started out real you know shitty yeah, and they got Jeff Fisher fired, and then McVay yeah. came through. Uh, That's an interesting yeah. stat. <laughs> yeah. So, more wow. not a big, not a big uh, Jared Goff guy, but yeah. All right, then we have Jets and the Broncos in Denver. Denver's the Jets got a really good defense. Yeah. Teddy Bridgewater yeah. is the best quarterback on that for that team. Yeah. Uh, the Jets. What do you terrible. think? Is Robert Sala in over his head in New York? No, he's a first-year head coach with a rookie quarterback. It's hard, man. That's a hard place to be. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And the rookie quarterback you got is Zach Wilson, who was not everyone's consensus number two quarterback in the draft. Oh, absolutely not. So, in over his head? I doubt it. Made a bad decision on draft night? Probably. Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I you'd rather, I mean, this, I, man, Gunnar Roberts out said he would rather have Mac Jones or Justin Fields right now than uh, they were both available. They yeah. were both available at number two. Everyone was available except for Trevor Lawrence. That's exactly it. So I don't know. So that's a head scratcher, isn't it? Listen, you roll with Zach Wilson. That's your guy. I get it. But man, I just think that today you would rather have Mac Jones or Justin Fields. And I think in 10 years, you would have rather had one of those two also. What are you gonna do? All right, it's crazy to have... me that Mac Jones, Mac Jones might be the best quarterback in this draft class in ten years. It's not that crazy to think. It's not. People were. It was crazy it. to think not long ago. Because somebody drafts somebody somewhere. Although well, I think I mean, this think... at ten, right? But he never looked. Yeah. at This I mean, you know, he couldn't beat out Tua. He couldn't beat out Jalen Hurts. Mm-hmm. You know, all that mm-hmm. stuff, right? Whatever. In college, it's college. Mm-hmm. It's Alabama. You know, whatever. It's fine. But, I think it's going to be know. Justin Fields. I think he's going to be the big surpriser this year. I really well, he's do. A big surprise. I think he's. A, I think he is. But I think Mac Jones is a better pro than Justin Fields is being. I just we'll see. Yeah. I mean, yeah, still, uh, I, I hear talking. what you're saying. Better thrower. Better thrower. But Justin Fields can make stuff happen with his legs as well. I'm saying but, in ten years, Mac Jones might have a better career. Okay. I think they're both well, good quarterbacks. 
we'll come back and see this. We'll we'll run the tape a decade from now. Yeah. Okay. We'll be old men. <laughs> One of us will be. Oh my gosh. Okay. I'll be I'll be your age now in ten years. <laughs> All right, Dolphins Raiders. I don't even uh, know. No, no Tua for Miami. I don't, yeah. Las Vegas is red hot and they're at home. Like, how do you yeah. not go Vegas? You have to go Vegas. Like, you have to. I mean, this, this whole slate, I, I hate agreeing with you because I want to have something to say to you next week. But, man, it's just, it's weird to go. You can't go too wild on some of these games. because No. No. And, like, the next. Yeah. Like, I think the Raiders going to run over the Dolphins, especially without Tua Tayongo Lovo. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my gosh! Come on, without two be, in the in the line, you know it's it's terrible. It's terrible. Uh, Buccaneers Rams. This is an interesting game. Is it? Yes. Yes. Why do you think it's interesting? Because I think the Rams defense is prime. Mm-hmm. I think the Buccaneers offense is looking great. Yeah. It's. It's going to be a fight. I, I don't disagree with you. Fight. I think that, that was, those two almost washed each other out. I think that the Rams' offense is maybe better than the Buccaneers' defense. Yeah. I'm picking the Rams by three. Ooh. Yes, I am. Ooh. I am. Ooh, maybe we differ here. I like Tampa yeah. by three. I think Tampa by three is my move. Okay. This is good because yeah. you have to. I mean, both teams look good. They both they, do. They do. I, I don't disagree with you. Rams do want not, to take that next step. Do not. This yeah. is where well, you got to keep. It. They got to keep pace because I don't know. Yeah. You know where? Uh, I mean, I think. Look at that division. That division. Yeah. Arizona is going to be three and zero, right? Yeah. Everyone else you is have two to and keep one. Pace. I think everyone else is two and one after this week. Spoiler alert for the next two picks. But I think everyone's two and one, and Arizona's leading the division at three and zero. I don't know. Well, we'll see if the Rams win. No, yeah. I don't think they will. Next. We'll see. Seahawks, Vikings. Well, Seattle, this is your time to make some points back. Yeah. Yeah, You're going to win this game. game. Yeah. You're going to win this game. This is not playing great. No. And Kirk Cousins all of a sudden going to turn it around now. But it's going to be Seattle by a field goal because that's just how that's the remo. It's true, though. Uh, I was going to pick it that close. I thought it was going to be by a touchdown, but okay, I'll go. It might be, but it's probably. Okay. Yeah. Man. Packers, Niners, another great game. Sunday night game. Yeah. Oh my goodness. You think we see Trey Lance in this game? I don't know. We Do saw him in week Jimmy? one. We saw him in, yeah. we saw him in week one. We didn't see him in week two. Yeah. Maybe in the fourth. I mean, it all depends if Jimmy G's playing well yeah. and hey, I how close ask you this, this game is. I wanna, I, thanks for reminding me about that. I want to ask you this. In Last week, you tried to take me to task for saying that Aaron Rodgers got pulled in week one. Yeah. Right? Because he played so poorly. Yeah. But he also did not finish the game this past weekend on Monday uh-huh. against the Lions. Uh-huh. So did he still get pulled? No, that one was just arrested. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. And what's the difference? <laughs> well, they were up. Where in the other game, it was like three points. They could all. Oh, that's all they could muster. That's ridiculous. But they weren't. They weren't close in at the end of their game, though, right? No, it was way out of. Both, it was, both games were out of hand, right? Yeah. But yeah. one was rest and one was punishment. That's right. Okay. Good to know where you're at. <laughs> brings us to Monday night. <laughs> brings us to Monday night. Okay, NFC least representing again on prime time. So the Eagles. And I will the say Cowboys. this about the NFC least though: when they play each other, it's at least entertaining. It is. They make for great prime time. I will give. I will give them that. And this is a great game between the Eagles and the Cowboys. They both come out rocking. I mean, I'm sorry, Dallas lost that first game to Tampa, not by much. Probably, Not, to be honest, they probably should know. Yeah. And uh, the you Eagles look great. You know? Admit that. The Eagles look great. Uh, so, Jalen Hurts coming up hard in um, primetime TV. Even Devontae Smith. Dak, Dak Prescott is back to being the MVP of the Cowboys and showing it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. This is a great game. 
What's that uh, really good guy that plays for the Buffalo Sabres? What's his name? Dak Eichel. Yeah, that's who Dak Prescott is. <laughs> Why do you say that? He's the best player in a shitty team. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Can't disagree with Dak you. Dak Prescott is Kyle Lowry. Kyle Lowry's on the Heat now. So. Exactly. Dak Prescott oh. is something like next year too. <laughs> uh, I'm picking. I'm picking the Cowboys by three. It's gonna be a it's really gonna be a fight. Yeah, fight. Dog fight. I think it's, yeah. I, don't know, I think it's Philly. Oh, well, we we differed a couple times this week. Then yeah. that's good. Yeah, we did. Can't just be sitting there in a group yeah. think, just going yes. Yeah, if yes, people yes. listen to us talk, though. You think we would be? We disagree often, more often than we do. So here we are. Uh, title fight on in the UFC on Saturday. Who cared away in? No. What titles are up there? I know this Ortega. This is what I get for throwing a wrench in the plan. Sorry, folks. We talked about MMA before. I just thought Sean was thinking. Uh, I am. I, I also work uh, pretty long, but we have two titles. Oh, you up you also work? Okay. Yeah. So, all right. Are you implying that I do not work? No, no, no. I'm not saying that at all. <laughs> I'm not saying that at all. That was that was a wrong choice of words for you there, Brad. You okay. do work as well. Yes. Uh, this is Everyone's a, uh, you know. Anyways, let's start with Nick Diaz, Robbie Lawler. Yeah, great, Man, great, great, great rematch. Fight in 2010. I think it's a great fight now. Why not? Yeah, I think mean, I, mean, I you know me. I love Diaz boys. I watch any of that they fight. I think you know Diaz by a lot. You know, uh, I, I don't disagree with you on that because I'm sorry. I mean, Robbie Lawler might be a little seen long Robbie Lawler lately. Yeah, he's a little long on the tooth, bro. But he's also he's also got the heart of a lion as well. So I mean, he does see. He does. We'll he likes to eat the hearts of lions. The Diaz brothers. It's true. It's true. Uh, then we have Valentina Shevchenko against Lauren Murphy. And uh, no, Shevchenko keeps that title. Yeah. Easily. And then the no main event. Murphys. Yeah, no. Volonovsky against Brian Ortega. Listen, I'm going for Brian Ortega. Listen, I am. Here's, here's, is that because Joe likes him so much? Why do you think Joe likes it? Remember last time he fought? Yes. <laughs> I do. Yes. <laughs> it's tough as outrageous. <laughs> I feel like this fight has been circled on that calendar in your house for quite some time. <laughs> uh, I think Volodovsky's going to win it, though. But I'm going for Ortega. You know? I'd like to see him win. I mean, I always have liked Brian Ortega for whatever reason. I think he's fun. Since his ultimate fighter days I thought he was the most entertaining in that career so you know and then when I look at that I mean you have Jessica Andrade against Cynthia Calvia to start this one right uh, Andrade is just what one or two fights removed from fighting uh, uh, for the championship yep so I mean you know on a mission to get back that's a big deal I think so and Curtis Blaze and Rosa Strike two heavyweights that are they need to write their <laughs> they yep. need to write their cards they both like you know have losses. Yeah. One of them got knocked out. Yeah. Man, I wish I could get my Curtis Blades some more. I, I just love the way he presents himself, but uh, again, that's just a personality thing, not a fighter thing. So. Right. Well, I mean, they're both big, big boys. Uh, I think it's going to be a knockout. I think it's going to be a really I think one. they both have a hard time beating the 265 cut. That's what I think. Yeah. You know? Um, Dan Hooker's fighting on the prelims in that one. That's crazy. Yeah. Doesn't take long, does it? Nope. Nobody just forgets. Yeah. Uh, to Imagine what in... it would be like if they actually paid them fairly. We're going back to this, eh? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I know. I I agree. They. You know what? They can open up those purse strings a little bit more, but. Man. It seems like those as soon as those guys get paid, then they start to not be. You know what I mean? It's interesting. Yeah. It is it is interesting. Hey, do you see coming up just before Halloween, Jan Blahovich against Lover Teixeira? Mm-hmm. That's going to be a great fight. 
Yeah. The share is just a monster. Uh, Jan Blahovich, I thought, showed himself there, though. Again, I'm just saying to share is a monster. Yeah. And then Al, Al Jermaine Sterling is going to defend against Peter Jan. <laughs> Shortest what was title it they got Al Jermaine out last time? Was it a nut shot? Uh, was, I don't was know. That was that illegal nut- blow to the head? No, it was like an illegal blow, blow illegal knee, illegal knee to the he head. Him, that's right. He needed him to the face when he was on at all fours. Yeah, and then try to yeah. say he didn't know. Yeah, yeah. We disagree on if he did or not because I yeah. clearly think he did. Yeah, and you wanted to say there was a language barrier like that excuses anything, but whatever. I'm not saying anything one way or the other way. Uh, all I'm nah, saying, but is, you did. Hmm. Yeah, well, whatever. November sixth, then. <laughs> Usman against Covington. Wow, we got yeah. some fights coming up here, buddy. Yeah. Man, we started this training. We were just thinking it was gonna be a one little shot deal, and here we are. Man, man, see what happens. I'm looking forward. You just get all that disconnected, and now here you are back in the real world. I'm glad running, I'm glad. Been running through the six with your woes, and now you're back on the internet. <laughs> man. Have Listen, you seen Drake yet? That's what everyone wants to know. Now, now that you're back in Toronto, have you seen Drake? No, no. Yeah. Apparently, you know why? Because he only stays there two months out of the year. It's yeah, probably, probably. He'll be back here for basketball season. That's what he, yeah, it's what his two months is. That's what he said in his new album. I, I listened to Drake. <laughs> he's only six for two months at a time. And he's got to oh, go somewhere tropical. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's cold. It's cold here during basketball season, but he's here. He's here he flies for the basketball in. I'm sure he flies in for the uh, games and flies I don't directly doubt it. back out. Yeah, I don't doubt it either. I don't doubt it. <laughs> Got an apartment in the sky, so he doesn't need Man. to stay there. He can just leave. Oh, my goodness. All right. you have any one-on-one question for me? Uh, nope, not today. Uh, no, not today. I wow. feel like I asked it already uh, earlier. I just I kind of shot it out too quickly for me, so... Okay. My, uh, would you rather be a JV starter or a varsity bench player? Okay, so we, we cover that. All right. You would rather be wanna... a JV bench player. But ask me because I might have a follow-up to your question. All right. So if you were to be an NHL star, which team would you want to play for? The one that paid me the most. That's a legit on. answer. That's a that's a legit answer. <laughs> the one that paid me the most. Yep. Okay. All right. Sign the check, fellas. Sign the check. You play for Montreal. Did they pay yeah. you the most? Yeah. Yeah. Learn yeah. French. Eat poutine. Yeah. No, I wouldn't have to. Why would you? I would you? just pay a translator just to walk around with me. It'd be part of my contract, like Ichiro <laughs> did when he was in Seattle. <laughs> Ichiro learned different languages all over, everywhere he played. I, he always, listen though, like there's some great stories about Ichiro right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, fantastic stories about how like he only knew a couple cuss words or a couple English words and they're all cuss words. Yeah, well, it's that so and he learned I'll Spanish. Yeah. He learned Spanish to trash talk all the Spanish yeah. players. But all he knows, all he knows is the dirty words. Yeah, <laughs> but even I mean, even up until you know, most recently when he was here, his last little stint, he always had a translator with him, and it, they realized it was all this for show, like he was doing it just to be a dick. But I would hey. do that also. I would just I wouldn't learn French. I would just hire a translator and make people talk to me through a translator. Oh my gosh! Oh, my like gosh. in the UFC, you know, when they don't speak. Joe Rogan, and he's like talking to him through a translator. I'm going to just be that. Yeah. It would be like the most awkward thing ever. Oh my gosh. It's, like, oh, it's it's and I would just look <laughs> at my guy and he would t- tell me, and then I would say it, and he would, you know, back to him. And... How do you know that you're getting the real deal from them? You don't talk to Brazil. You don't. You have no idea. You, you could be like, telling Joe Rogan he's a big jerk. Yeah. <laughs> That's the beauty of it. The only people that know are the people that speak the language. It's probably an inside joke. They probably love it. Those guys probably all speak Joe Rogan and they can't. They just don't want to. I wouldn't. Man, if I had that option, I would not at all. It'd be hilarious. Man. Well, on that note, Brad, it's been an exciting week. Can't Always wait to see is. you again next week. Always is. Yes, sir. Hey, hey guys, thanks to our friend uh, John Foster. Fight League Atlantic. Mm-hmm. Go check them out. Sponsors, Flyers, Odega Brawl, and Smooth My Balls. 
check them out. Thanks for your support. Be good. Be good at it, kids. Right out. You've listened to the podcast, but now it's time to visit us in our virtual sports bar. Get all of our info at guysbeersports.com, where you can find all the ways to connect with us. Watch for live conversations with Brad and Sean that happen throughout the week, and join in with your favorite local beer. You can share your thoughts in the conversation comments with your own uploaded videos, or even join us as a guest live commentator. The GBS Virtual Sports Bar is open for business. Come on in, boys and girls.